The holidays are supposed to be a happy time. So why are you feeling down? Is it because your business is a little slow? I'm going to share with you some of my favorite things to do to stir up business during the holidays. So sit down and let's do this. Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast. Planet of the Agents. Planet of the Agents. Hello, everybody. It's your host here once again, Dave Baker, and I am, as always, excited to be with you. Now, don't forget to click those five gorgeous little stars on the platform wherever you're listening, because that would make my day. Now, additionally, if you want to reach out to me, you know how to do it. All you have to do is send me an email to dave at planetoftheagents.com. Once again, you can reach me at dave at planetoftheagents.com. I love to get your compliments. Just kidding. I love to get your comments, your insights. I want to hear your ideas. And of course, I love your questions and things that you would like to hear on the show. That's one of my favorite uh, messages to receive. Okay. Now, in this episode, I want to talk to you about some things that I like to do to stir up business during the holidays. What I generally hear from many people is that during the holiday season, business is a little slower. It makes sense, right? A lot of people have vacation days. They have some time off. They have a slower business themselves, so they want to spend time with family and friends and have a little fun. But you want to keep selling insurance. You want to keep focusing on your business. You want to not just survive. You want to continue to thrive in your insurance agency business. And I get it. So I want to talk about some of the things that I like uh, to help, you know, have people connect with you during this holiday season, remind them that now might be a great time to talk about their insurance, right? I mean, who doesn't want to sit around and talk about their insurance all day? I know you love it. And that's why you're listening to this show. And I appreciate that. Okay. So first of all, There's the old-fashioned traditional method of reaching out to people, which for me is not the preferred method of still doing things. But I know that people like to send out holiday cards. So I'll touch on that for a second. Here's the deal. When I get a holiday card, and I actually get them from insurance companies, agents for some reason, even if I'm not their customer, I get these cards. They're so generic. It's not like they're personalized, but hey, I get it. They're probably mailing them to like 5,000 people. And if you happen to have 5,000 customers, I understand that you probably can't write 5,000 individual cards. It makes sense. But I have a question for you. Do you read all of the mail, the physical mail that you get I mean, do you get a bunch of things that you actually just discard immediately? I actually was recently standing by a cluster of mailboxes that has a trash like receptacle next to it. And I noticed people would take some of what looked like bulk mail or mass mail. It might have actually been important stuff. And they just literally threw it into the trash. I thought that was shocking. They didn't even look at it. And I think that's what can happen when you send people cards. I know that there are some carriers out there that will actually cover the cost of sending cards. Um, In some cases, they will send you cards, and then you would mail them yourselves. In other cases, you can pay services for it, or they might actually pay for it. Who knows? To me, 
that seems a little out of date, and I'm surprised that that's actually something that people still bring up. For me, I prefer, you know, electronic communications, such as electronic mail. One thing that I have found can stir up business is to send out emails, and they can be holiday emails, right? They can, be, they can include a nice holiday message, a little bit of a thank you, and along with that, a checkup or a checklist. Okay, first of all, I just want to touch on what I just said about the generic cards. This applies to email too, okay? Sending very generic emails, like with animated um, you know, holiday cards, some people might just delete those. I haven't officially studied this, okay? So, you know, if, it's not advice. Uh, you know, I don't have a, a study on this. I just have my own opinion on how I read emails and how I look at marketing and some things that I've done. And I think that when I see like a really generic email, which I receive constantly from tons of companies with like an animated holiday scene, I'll glance at it for a second, then I'll probably delete it, right? I mean, I'll look at it, but if it doesn't seem like there's anything personal in there for me or any special information, I might kind of, you know, glance at it again, make sure there's nothing important, and then disregard it. But if you have the time and the ability to make it special, make it personal, not generic, you might get more people's attention. It's definitely a nice touch when you actually include their name in the email. And I would assume that most of you have some sort of software at this point where it can do that for you. It can insert their name, like with a mail merge or some other form of technology from your CRM or whatever type of software you're using. And on a side note, if you don't have software that can help you with that, that might be something to think about, right? I find it interesting when people tell me they cannot send emails to numerous customers at the same time. I'm, I'm just shocked when they tell me this. Okay, so what can you do in this checklist, right? Think about things like this. If you send someone an email and you include some key questions, right, questions to make them think about their insurance or think about contacting you for another quote, this could help stir up some business. For example, during the holidays, you could, after you say some nice words, make it a little personalized, you could attach, for example, an insurance review checklist. You could put it in the body of the email or you could make an attachment, right? You could ask them key important questions like have you purchased any new toys lately for example such as off-road vehicles right such as dirt bikes or other types of power sports have they gotten any motorcycles or scooters have they recently purchased a boat a personal watercraft an e-scooter which i think are super cool by the way you know some of these things don't require insurance by law, right? For example, a jet ski or a sea or other form of personal watercraft. It might not, there might be a place like in your state where it's not required, but people, you know, still need to get insurance for those items, whether it's liability, coverage for physical damage, theft, etc. And you can bring that to their attention because unless someone got a loan and was forced to buy coverage, they might not have even thought about it. They might want it, but never have thought about it. So in your checklist, you could bring this up to their attention. You can, you can even just include it in the body of an email and let them know that they can reach out to you and you can discuss coverage options, how to protect their vehicles, how to protect this new nice investment they have. Additionally, you can add some other important questions that I think people aren't always thinking about. Here's a good one. 
Have anybody moved in or out of your household? Yeah, that's an important question, right? If you're in personal lines, for example, that's a key factor. People need to provide you with this information. They need you to update their policy. At the same time, it's a good time for them to review what other coverage options might be available. Another thing that I like to bring up is, have you heard about XYZ new coverage? Now, this works in both personal lines and commercial lines. Because in personal lines, for example, on homeowners policies, you might have coverages that they have not heard of before that were not previously available that you might now have available. One example could be coverage for using their place as an Airbnb or using their vehicle for Uber or using their home, um, not using it, but having an additional coverage such as the service line endorsement. Have they heard of that? Do they know what it offers? Do you want to provide a little information about it? Or do you want them to click back to your webpage and read information about that? This could also help people go back to your webpage, right? You tell them about some new coverages that are available. Obviously, make sure they're available in your state and ask if they've heard about them. I particularly like bringing up things about purchasing new items because that could help you write an additional policy. Now, what if they have kids that moved out? Do those kids now need their own policies? You want to be there to help the whole family, right? That makes sense. For you commercial agents out there, oh, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, you could ask people if they've recently purchased any new equipment. And what's key is that you make sure you determine if it's business personal property. Is it inland marine? Do they need to get an inland marine policy? Have they ever considered cyber liability, data breach coverage? Have they thought about something like crime insurance? What would someone do if an employee stole from their business? That could really hurt them. That's another great opportunity to discuss this with them. These types of questions are just a small sample of things that you can ask your clients, your current clients, not just new clients, your current customers. Ask them to get the ball rolling, to get them thinking oh, I need to get some additional coverage, or I didn't even know I needed to think about that. Remember, people don't know what they don't know. They don't actually know that they don't know that they could have got something. Now, when I write a letter, this is, this is just my style, okay? I like to include some bullet points so that it's succinct and easy to read. There are a lot of different studies you can read about this, like when will someone read a an email. When will they stop reading it? Is it on the third sentence? Will the size of the text matter? There are a lot of different factors. And we could probably dive into that in an entire another episode. But I wanted to bring this to your attention. And the reason I bring this stuff up is because for years and years, people have been telling me that they'll say things like this. They'll say something like, well, the season is over. I'm like, the season? What are you talking about? What, are we playing sports here? The season is over? And they'll say, yeah, you know, the season's over. It's just before Thanksgiving and business is about to slow to a crawl. Well, that does not have to happen. Okay, I don't expect, and I wouldn't expect anyone to think they're going to be getting calls or leads or new customers on Christmas Day or on Thanksgiving Day. Let's be reasonable here. But that doesn't mean that between, say, November 15th and January 1st, you don't have to get any new business. There is a ton of opportunity. But remember, the opportunity that so many people are missing is actually inside of your own book of business. 
Yes, you've probably heard this before. You'll go to these seminars or webinars now, or you'll go to the convention, and speakers always say things like, do you know where your next client is hiding? Do you? Do you know? It's in your filing cabinet. I remember when people used to always say that to me. In fact, recently someone said something about grabbing some files, and I kind of started laughing, thinking, do they mean they want me to reach into my computer, into the cloud, or did they actually think I had a filing cabinet? But anyway, let's stay on, let's stay focused here. There is opportunity with your current customers. I know of agents who don't spend any time focusing on new business, and they are largely running their whole business and just selling new policies to their current client database. Whether you're in personal lines or commercial lines, you have a huge opportunity there. That part continues to persist today. That is still true. If you have a base of clients, I can't give you an exact number. Maybe it's 100, maybe it's 500, maybe it's 5,000. But if you have some sort of base of clients, how much time have you actually spent trying to review the other options and other policies that you can provide to them? I'm not saying that you can cross-sell everybody. In fact, you may have heard me use the expression, the myth of cross-selling, because sometimes that does apply. For example, if you work in personal lines and you only sell renter's insurance to people who live in a city where they never own a car, well, you probably won't be cross-selling much auto insurance. Or if you live in the middle of the desert, 2,000 miles from water, well, once again, you might not be selling people personal watercraft insurance. It's understandable. But there is huge opportunity. And using an email to stir up some business, to remind people that you're there, to get their attention, and to bring up to them that there are other things that they might need to insure in their life due to recent changes or recent purchases is what I would practically call free marketing, okay? And sending emails is just a question of your time. It's not a cost, like a physical cost. So the items that I mentioned in my example were just a few things that you can put into an email. Again, just to recap, some things I mentioned when you send a holiday email, which is a great time to reach out to people, in, is did they purchase any new toys or off-road vehicles, boats, watercraft, e-scooters? And I left something off. What about jewelry? Have they purchased any new jewelry that they might need to insure? That's something to consider. On the commercial side, you've got equipment. Do they purchase any new equipment? new vehicles, new mobile items. A lot of people do not touch on this. There are many policies which will not provide coverage for people's items when they are off the premises in a business. So pay attention to that. Then additionally, if you're looking at commercial auto, don't forget you can also ask if they've recently hired anybody, for example. That can affect their workers' comp. It can affect their commercial auto. Have you touched on crime insurance like I mentioned? These are all key things that can just help start a conversation to a potentially new sale. Once again, on the personal line side, I did mention, has anybody moved in or moved out? There's an interesting movement right now where people have multi-generational homes. So there's a chance that the kids might have moved back home or the parents might have moved into the kids' home. Who knows? Perhaps there's been a recent marriage in the family. Perhaps there's been a divorce. There are many things that can open opportunities for you. So what's the takeaway from this episode? Number one, 
your business does not have to slow down during the holidays, okay? There's a lot of opportunity out there. And number two, your current client database and current list of customers actually offers you more opportunity than you possibly know, and you could actually be wasting that by spending all your time trying to get new leads instead of help keep the customers that you have and help them grow within your agency. All right. Now, if you want to reach out to me, you know where to find me. After, you go to planetoftheagents.com and, of course, sign up for the newsletter so you can get access to the agency resources section. That's the only way to do it right now. Sign up for that newsletter. You can also reach out to me by sending me an email. I can be reached at dave at planetoftheagents.com. Once again, it's dave at planetoftheagents.com. All right, everybody. Until the next episode, I cannot wait to read your emails and share some new ideas with you. And remember, what are you going to do? You're going to not just survive. You're going to thrive. You're going to get out there. You're going to keep growing, keep selling, and you are going to build your insurance agency empire. All right, everyone. Take care. Quick disclaimer time. Any views or opinions here are provided for purely informational purposes. Nothing is to be construed as advice of any kind. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.